Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Free k 12 Education Talk Radio on the 16th of February, 2023. And we're going to be talking to one of our National Equity Award-winning educators today. We've got Nella Garcia-Urban here, and I hope I pronounced your last name right, Nella. Okay, you'll tell me. Who's the Chief External Officer for Yes Prep Public Schools, a school, a school district, Okay, in Houston, Texas, and we're going to look back that they they serve over eighteen thousand students. And with her is the deputy chief schools officer of Yes Prep, Ashley Fritz. Okay, so we're going to have a nice conversation with them about the school system they have. Okay, that serves again eighteen thousand students. Okay, outside of the Houston ISD, this is very interesting to me, and it's really dedicated a great deal to equity and access for all kids. All right, so we're going to have a wonderful conversation with them. Okay, and uh, speaking of equity award winners, we've got a whole issue dedicated to Nella and all her colleagues and the companies that won the awards uh, in our uh, current issue of Equity and Access Pre-K-12, which is our online journal at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. Just go over there. The, you'll see the magazine cover. Just click on it. You can read the magazine. It's really an excellent issue. Truly is. You know, right? We got all kinds of stuff over there. We archive every podcast at ace-ed.org as, as well. So please check it all out. Everything we do over there is free. Okay, so please go over, check it out, enjoy what we do, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Because I'm planning to. Let me say good morning to my guests first of all. Nelly, good morning to you. It's Larry here. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for having us. You are more than welcome. It is my honor and privilege to have you here. You too, Ashley. Hi, Ashley Fritz. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for having us. Again, my pleasure. Okay, so first things first, it's uh, 50 degrees here in the great state of Maine on a bright, sunny day. Amazingly, on February 16th, how's the weather in Houston? Della. What happened? Ashley? Yes, I'm here. Nella, can uh, you hear me? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think Nella's just dropped. Ashley, are you there? I am here. Okay. I don't know what happened. Nella's call just dropped. So I'm going to ask you. She's back now. Hold on. But I'm going to ask you, how's the weather in Houston, Ashley? It's lovely today. Um, We're going to see some sunshine, and we will hopefully peak around the 70s today. I love it in February when I'm even close to the weather in Houston here in Maine. And Nell, I'm sorry I lost you for a minute. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm back. Thank you. Okay. Good. Excellent. And sometimes calls drop, so I'm glad you're here. Nella, you're one of our Equity Award winners, and I congratulate you. It's wonderful. Thank you. It was such an incredible honor. At Yes Prep, we decided to make equity um, in education, educational equity and the pursuit of educational equity at the core of all that we do years ago. And for Ashley and I to be recognized for the work that we do for Houston's most vulnerable populations was a career honor. Well, I'm glad that we could extend that to you, and you deserve it. Okay, and again, congratulations to you and, the, and your whole school system at Yes Prep. 
Okay, with by the way, a big thank you to my friend Amanda who helped me put together the show today. Amanda Holdsworth, thanks, Amanda. Okay, I want you, uh, Nella, if I may, first of all, I want to ask you, you're the chief external officer. Am I correct? Yes, and what that means is what does that mean? Does that, that mean they don't, wait, does that mean they don't allow you inside the school? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> my dad gets me into every single school, Larry. Um, my role is to align all of the different functions that are externally facing to the organization, like family engagement, community engagement, advocacy, development, and um, really to elevate the Yes Prep brand and engage all of our community groups. Fantastic. And I'm going to ask, Ashley, what do you do, Ashley, as Deputy Chief Schools Officer? What's your job on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I have the distinct honor of being able to be on the ground with our principal leaders who are on the ground with our principals. Um, and so I get to spend a lot of time observing um, our policies and actions. I have opportunities to observe our students and get to know them and just make sure that we're providing the resources that our campuses need to do the work. That's a pretty darn good job, i got to tell you, for both of you. So, Nella, tell us about, and this we have to define, everybody knows there's Houston ISD, Independent School District, and there's suburban school districts all through the whole area. We all know that, okay? And then we have Yes Prep Public Schools, okay? And you serve, according to my notes here, 18,000 students. That's a lot, Okay. Nella, just tell us all about Yes Prep, what it what it is, how it operates within the city of Houston. Put it put the whole yeah, thing so together. Yes Prep, yeah. yeah, I'd love to. Yes Prep is a 25 year old public charter. You have your traditional independent school districts like you named Houston ISD. Um, you also have obviously private schools that are schools that parents will pay tuition or get tuition um, allocated to them. And then you have a whole other sector of public schools, which are charter schools. We are authorized by the state of Texas to provide a public free education. So a charter school really functions as a choice opportunity for families. We believe that every single family is going to make one of the biggest decisions of their lives, which is where they will send their child to school. And where they send their child to school will determine so many of their life and educational outcomes. We have decided to open our schools in communities and zip codes that prior to us being there were predicting whether or not a student would go to college. And that prediction was that one out of every 10 students would, ha- would be college ready and would have the opportunity to go to college. We, we believe that every family should have a choice of an excellent school. And so our schools are in these zip codes that where we are trying to defy statistics. We are trying to show that it's not actually that our students are less brilliant than any other students. Oh, absolutely. Brilliant is absolutely. equitably distributed but access to an excellent school with great teachers, a welcoming and inclusive culture that is focused on college readiness and lives of opportunity, that isn't equitably distributed. And that's why we serve so many students across all of our schools, and we have a mission that is focused on ensuring that every single student is college ready. Well, congratulations for all that. You're basically the whole essence of what we do here at our American Consortium for Equity. 
and I and I, and I love that. But I have to ask you. Now here's the fun question. You ready? Yeah. I'm How ready. do you do that? How do you do that? Okay. And because school <laughs> because school districts all over the country face that challenge that you were just saying. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know it's tough to be a public school district. Let's be honest. Okay. And you know, what you guys have done is gone in there. Let me let me just finish this whole little spiel I've got thought up here. You guys go in there and you take these, I'll say, underrepresented groups, minority groups with lower poverty, whatever the case may be, and you've turned it into a success story for these kids, okay, and for their families, quite obviously, okay. Uh, how can you, how do you do that? That's that's, that's simple, Nellan. I'll get back to Ashley in a second, but Nellan, how do you do that? Yep. Well, first and foremost, we must we have a core model that derives. Oh, by the way, can, are, you, are, you, are you are you on speakerphone? By any chance? I am. Do you want me to get off? Oh, yeah, take me to get off because I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Okay. Okay. Is this better? See, it's a little bit better. Yeah. Ashley, can you hear her very well? I can on my end. Okay. Good. That, okay. That's good. Go ahead. Speak, Nella. How do you do that? Okay. <laughs> So first and foremost, we operate from a value that our organization designed to achieve educational equity for our students. And there's three main components to our core model. One is our talent as a source of our strength. So selecting and developing, engaging, and retaining educators who are extraordinary in the work that they do. The second is building a culture and a environment that is safe, welcoming, inclusive, and values our students for who they are. The third is a student achievement model that is built on a program that ensures equitable access to a rigorous curriculum, excellent teaching, strong and aligned assessment, and interventions for students that need them. All of this is surrounded by a systems and structures of operations to make sure our entire organization, over 2,000 adults, are focused on the mission. Now, I'm not going to say it's easy, but the thing that we value in our organization is alignment. Alignment to our mission, alignment to our goals, and an unwavering belief in our students. That's beautiful. i got to tell you. you. So, uh, it really is. Okay, and it's wonderful, and that's what Every school, that's what every school district in the country aspires to, okay? Yeah. You guys are making this happen, okay? And Ashley, how, how, how is it that, that YES is able to, to do this so well? We'll talk about results in a few minutes. Ashley, but you deal with everybody across the board, okay? So how, how, how is it and YES is able to do this when so many public schools struggle for this? Where did the do- where do the dollars come from? How do you make it happen, Ashley? Yeah, thanks for that question, Larry. And I think Nella did a beautiful job of just explaining sure who we are. Oh, can you hear me? I, I said yes, I can. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yes. 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 Um, I think Nella did, sure did a beautiful job. job. Yeah. Yeah, of, of just explaining who we are at, at our core. And I believe that one of the superpowers or strengths of Yes Prep is that mission alignment and deep belief in what we believe is possible and an unrelenting work ethic to pursue equitable outcomes for students. 
And so in conversations, we're comfortable making bold stances and identifying where we're knocking it out of the park and being really critical about areas and and ways in which we need to improve. And so that's something that's inspired me to stay with Yes over the past 14 years. Um, And I think that's what drives, drives all of us. But you know, you bring up an you bring up an interesting point. You've been there 14 years. There's a lot of talk right now, Ashley, about uh, teacher retention and hiring teachers, mm-hmm. teacher recruitment, finding the right people. How do you do that at ES? Well, we we ask folks to rec- recommend other folks that they know. Um, so I think there's two ways. One, we do our best to retain our top talent. Um, through a very comprehensive compensation package um, by providing them excellent professional development and support. But we also ask folks to lock arms with us and recommend great people. At the end of the day, we are a growing organization, and so we are consistently opening up schools, which means that we need more educators who are mission-aligned to lock arms with us to do the work. And so we retain talent, we develop talent, and then we are our self-recruiters. And what are, what are the physical plans? You said you're going to open more schools. Obviously, you've got 18,000 kids. You've got a lot of schools. What do the schools look like? I'll, throw, I'll go back to Nella. Nella, what do the schools look like? Are they school buildings? Are they, are they transformed malls? Whatever. Tell me what they are. You know, Larry, we have it all. <laughs> we have That's it good. all. So um, at our very for our first 10 years, we were – um, refurbishing buildings. So we have a school that was an old grocery store. We have a school that was an old barber that, college. Yeah. Um, yep. So we really make good <laughs> use of our facilities. Um, and most recently, we've been building what we call box buildings, where from the ground up, they're a model design to execute the program. But at the same time, our real estate strategy is really focused on where do families demand great schools that's where we're looking to build. And if it means refurbishing a building, we'll do that. If it means building from the ground up, we'll do that. So we really have a variety. But I would say the most important thing is what's happening inside the building. The oh, culture, yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that in a second, yeah. yeah. But it's, also me, access to opportunities. So our buildings are, you know, we have field space for our students. We have spaces where they can commune and, like, work. We have spaces where they can gather together. So we make it work regardless of the, the four walls, if you will. I think it's, I think, I think it's wonderful. And I, I said before, you have 18,000 students that you're servicing in Houston, right, correct? Yes, pre-K through 12. Uh-huh. That's a lot. That's bigger than a lot of school districts. So talk to me, okay, and, 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 and give me the, the demographics of, of, of your students. Yes, so um, 18,000 students across uh, Houston, all over the greater Houston area. And, Which is huge. Um, we, yeah. yeah, and we are yeah. growing. So we are opening three new elementary schools in um, the next 18 months, and we will likely continue to grow out in our strategic growth plan because we are seeing the demand from families for excellent schools, and our families are incredibly engaged. Um, so um, – Our students, uh, over 90% of our students identify as black African-American or Latino-Hispanic students. Over 90% of our students are first-generation college-bound. 
Well, Over 85% of our students are on free and reduced lunch, so we are serving a vulnerable population, a population that may be under-resourced from a financial standpoint. Um, the vast majority of our students live around their school, so the schools are really community-based schools. Who, st who started this? How did it all start? Yes, public schools. Yeah, so in 1998, um, yeah. 1998, Chris Barbic and a team of uh, passionate educators saw that as elementary school teachers, they were sending their students off to middle school, and then when they would see their students after going to middle school, their students would have changed a lot, because that's a really big transition from elementary sure, to middle school. I remember, it, I remember realized, from when I was a kid, it's a horrible transition. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, right? So we actually yeah, oh, started is. out. For 20 years, we were operating at a secondary level. And our model was like seven years in the same school. So you don't have to make that high school transition to a whole other school. And it also gave our middle school students the opportunity to see what success looked like at the high school level and then matriculating to college. And so we opened about 19 secondary schools across Houston and realized that our sixth graders we're coming in further and further behind each year. And we realized that we, couldn't, we could no longer accept this and started opening our first elementary schools. And today we have six elementary schools serving pre-K through fourth grade. Next year we'll grow out our first elementary school. And what we're seeing is tremendous results in the elementary school. And we're so excited to have full feeder patterns um, as Yes Prep continues to grow. Yeah, and, and, and that to me is a key thing, and I can't tell you, and you guys know this certainly, you know, there, there was, at least when I was a teacher and I talked to people about this all the time, there's not that good a communication between elementary schools and, the, and the, who feed into a middle school who then feed into a high school if it goes that way. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and the, the communication is lost. Of course, the, 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 the record follows the student. Okay, but but it's not a good transition. Okay, and that's something that has really been lacking. Okay, and it's tough. You said it before, and I agree with you from when I was a kid. Even okay, and believe me, that was a long time ago. All right, and <laughs> for us all, you know, for us all, Larry. Yeah, for us all, exactly right. And you know, I have to tell you, it's just uh, it, the fact that you can get that under control it literally can make all the difference in the world. If there's communication. Between, I mean, solid, real, strong communication between elementary to middle school to high school. In good case, it's middle high school. I mean, it's just really, 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 really important. And it, make, it makes a tremendous difference, not only for the kids, but for the teachers. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just amazing. And I love what you guys are doing. You know, you've got about a 90% African-American, a lot of Latino, I'm sure. Uh, you know, this is key stuff. And Ashley, let me ask you, you know, a lot of, how are the kids doing? Talk, just talk about that. I'm just ask that generic question. How are the kids doing? Do they see the opportunity of college now or, or whatever they want to do? They don't have to go to college. They can become welders or electricians or whatever, okay? But do they see the opportunity that's out there for them? And if they want to make money, by the way, they can become plumbers. Please call me. Uh yeah, no, our, our, children, our children are resilient. Um, they are actively navigating the pandemic, and they yeah. understand, right? We're all trying to navigate the pandemic. Yeah, we're doing um, 
But our, our students are embracing the different opportunities that we uh, provide at Yes Prep from our extracurriculars to our AP programming to the fact that we offer SAT prep to all of our students. Um, they are embracing those opportunities, and when they need additional support, they are advocating for themselves to get that support so that they can truly graduate and live choice-filled lives. That's great. i got to tell you. And I have to ask this. Actually, I'll ask you this. You know, everybody always talks about how we need to get more and more educators that kind of look like the students they're teaching. How are we doing on that down at Yes Prep? Okay, we have to get more kids of color interested in education. That's going to—that's a profession. So, uh, what's the word on that? How are we doing staff-wise on that regard? Yes, uh, that's a great question. Eighty percent of our staff identify as people of color, and um, I think wow. most importantly is that you have staff who have a deep belief in what's possible for all students. And so, as I mentioned earlier, and Nella mentioned, like our core model and our beliefs are at the core of our hiring practices and at the core of what we believe is possible for students. Um, but yeah, we're really proud of um, our, our teaching profile, our staff profile um, at Yes Prep. You should be. You should be. So let me get this straight. Help me out, Nella. About 90, 95% of the kids are kids of color. Am I correct? Yes, over 95% of our students identify as students of color. Okay, 95%. And then 80% of the staff actually also identifies as people of color. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Yes. This is I got news for you guys. That's, like the most, that's the most amazing ratio. That is like the best ratio I've ever heard. Okay, and all these yes, quotes. Yes, thank you. It, it has required, <laughs> Larry, I'll tell you, it has required a, a significant amount of work, but what I will tell you is that Obviously, communities of color want to see their community and their children succeed. At the same time, leaders of color like myself and Ashley, we want to be in an environment where we can grow, where we can be our, our uh, authentic selves, where we can bring our assets to the table. And yes, PrEP has worked very hard to address systems of inequity, not just for our kids, but also for our staff. And while yeah. in every organization there is a lot of work to do, um, we do pride ourselves in listening, thinking about our policies, and constantly working to provide opportunities to all staff. Nellie, you must have friends in public schools, okay, public school systems like Houston on ASD, okay, that must be fairly jealous. Okay. You can just have to ask this. This is an odd question, okay? You, you, this is a really odd question. Do you see yourselves in competition? And I think it's good to have competition, okay, with, with I'll, I'll say Houston ISD and the other school districts around, okay? Are you, do you see yourselves as competition? Or do the parents? How's it work? What's the mindset? I think our parents, I think our parents see us as, as a choice. Mm -hmm. as an exercise in their liberation of deciding where they want to send their child to school based on the needs of their child. I would say that, like, as public school schools, whether we're from traditional schools or charter schools, yeah. we need to embrace opportunity for families first and foremost. And there are a lot of kids in Houston, mm -hmm. and it's very important that we see ourselves like we are constantly working 
competing against ourselves, competing against improving our own results, and focus solely on the family. I will also tell you we do have a district partnership currently with Spring Branch uh, ISD where we run a middle school and a high school in in collaboration with them. And it's been a great collaboration because our students get the opportunity of going to a traditional ISD so they have access to some, maybe a couple, you know, different electives like uh, band or football, which is not a sport that we offer. We offer significantly other other sports, but they get they get that traditional experience. But yet they're going to a college ready program. So we're proud of that. Um, we've graduated a number of classes, sent thousands of kids to college it, through that district charter collaboration. Um, and there, there's always opportunity to work together um, and and for the betterment of our families and our kids. And it's all about families. I'll tell you. I don't know how you. You guys are doing stuff that's making a lot of public schools, districts, very, very jealous. And by the way, you just said that you're a Texas school system with high schools and you don't have football. Okay, that, that's got to be the, the rarity. That's like, that's, that's like seeing the, uh, the great hawk walk down the street or something or the dodo. I mean, nobody does, nobody yeah. does that in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm from the Rio Grande Valley, so um, yeah, it's definitely wow. different. But we just focused on what uh, athletic opportunities we believe are going to be like best for our school system. And um, we have uh, very, we have our own charter athletic league that competes against other charter schools. And what we found cool. is that our student athletes are actually have higher attendance, higher GPAs, I'm higher engagement, and higher matriculation because they're engaged in our athletic program. And, and I'm going to say something else on that. You know, um, a lot of kids, and particularly in lower poverty areas, they look at the money professional athletes make, and they all think, oh, I want to be a football player. And the emphasis on school for a lot of kids becomes, especially in states where I grew up, like Pennsylvania, and also in the Texas, et cetera, Ohio is another big one, Florida, okay, it, it becomes the sports, okay? But the, yeah. the real essence of life, okay, is, is, is academics and literacy and learning. Okay, and moving on to really secure life and secure profession that 99.9% of the world are going to do. And the fact that you have so many kids that you're, that you're working with, okay, who are from, if I may, lower poverty, lower income areas, okay, and they're doing so well in a school, and I mean this sincerely, without football in Texas, that's really something that you can be proud of. I mean, that's really something you can be proud of. Okay, that the kids are shifting their mentality, not so much to to sports, which I love and I love football, but you know, to the academic side and the literary side, literacy side and their future and all that. That really is saying something. You've accomplished a lot with that. A lot. That's a huge mindset. Your thoughts, Ashley? Yeah, I think oh, go ahead, Ashley. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ashley. I know Ashley you gotta leave in a couple of minutes, so just go ahead. Do, do, do this one. Oh, sorry. Ashley? I was going to let Nella take – yeah, no worries. I was, you do I was this one because I knew you got to get out of here in a minute or so. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I just strongly believe and know that our families are – they know what they, what they want. And um, we, as Nella mentioned, we do mm. offer a lot of opportunities. And so – while we may not have football, and I heard you reference Ohio, so maybe I can get an OH. No, not a Buckeye? All right. Um, I'm not. 
No, okay, it's okay. Um, but but um, we we work with our families and um, identify what extracurriculars they're that they're interested in and um, just make sure that we are um, really responsive to the whole package um, yeah. of of what students and families desire and. Um, whenever it's possible, um, as Nella mentioned, like our partnership campus um, and, and students having access to additional extracurriculars um, is, is, is really awesome. But our families and our students, um, they, they are very clear about They have about an objective. These. They have a goal. They have an yes. objective. They have a goal. They want yep. the kids to be literate. They want them to be successful. Okay? It's that, it's that yes. simple, and you're, you're achieving that goal, helping them achieve that goal. Okay, I, I think it's I think it's just great, you know, because so many institutions have lost their way. The highest paid person at a college is the football coach. That's insanity. Okay, and I love football, but that's insanity. Okay, Ash, you got to get out of here. I know you're going to get out of here, so go. I'd love to have you on Nellis Day for a minute. Okay, Ashley, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. It's been go. A pleasure. Go. I know you're going. Just leave. Okay, Nella, just one last thing before we go. Okay, talk to of me. Course. What got you in What what got you in, in, in into education? And I, I bet you were in public schools before this. What you you saw this difference? Just talk about your career and what, what a little bit has inspired you and all that sort of stuff. You're one of our equity award winners. Thank you. Um, I had a very unique experience. I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley, and I grew up in an area, rural Texas, where we had so much opportunity um, from a social standpoint, a cultural standpoint, and yet the focus on academic excellence and the focus of school to learn sometimes took a backseat to other yeah. aspects of school. And yeah. I was very fortunate that my family put a lot of emphasis on education, and so I knew I was always going to go to college. But the messages at school were not about every single student being able to be college ready, academically ready. And um, I like went to college, I went to Rice University, and I realized I was very underprepared. And I asked these questions like, why am I less prepared than my peers? Is it because I'm not as smart? Or is it because I wasn't given access to rigorous academic programming? because of where I grew up, and it yep. was the latter. And I decided that I had to be part of the solution, that I had to be part of a system that gave every single student, regardless of their zip code, regardless of their race or ethnicity, regardless of their abilities, regardless of their language of origin, like give them an opportunity to be in a rigorous academic program. And that belief, that like self-belief, of being able to do, like to learn and to grow, it's the greatest thing. And I believe our mission is the absolute best mission out there. And I've dedicated my entire career to pursuing it. And the reason why this award meant so much to me is because oh. I believe like fundamentally that equity, like pursuing equity, like diligently, even when it's hard, even when people disagree with you, because a lot of what our issues in education aren't there, it's because we're, we're focusing on adult issues as opposed to student and family needs. That's why it just meant so much to me and why I've been doing this for uh, two decades. 
You, uh, you, I tell you, you make me feel really, really good that you won that award and that we do these awards. <laughs> Thank that was, you. That was, that was so nice to hear. I mean, really, I'm just you, you deserve this so so well. It just makes me feel good that we're able to honor people like you with, with the awards. I mean, it's you guys who do the, the work and all that. And what you said a minute ago, you know, about you, you, get to, you get to college and you realize other kids have had more advantages than you have. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you can't, we can't do that anymore. It's, it's, it's not fair. It's not right. Okay? Yeah. We, we just, we, all kids deserve the same education. And you also use the word a rigorous education. And a lot of people think that, that a lot of kids don't want a rigorous education, but in reality, every kid does. And if we apply it with rigor, okay, you're going to see them shine, all right? And like you, you're a classic example, all right? And uh, yes, it just, yes. it's, you know, it's just, uh, we got to make these changes and you're doing it. You should be proud of your school system. I know you are. Uh, yes, prep schools and uh you guys are doing a great job down there. I really mean it. You really, you change the paradigm. You change the mindset. And you're making a difference. You really do. You know, Thank I you, have Nella. to say, I have yeah. to say, like, our teachers, it's, it's truly our teachers in the classroom. We know that the teacher is the single greatest lever for driving achievement. And our teachers are working incredibly hard. Our leaders at the school that are surrounding our teachers that are ensuring that they can focus on teaching, our families that choose us, they make that choice. They entrust their children to us. You know, our system-level leadership that makes it about the mission more than it may they make it about them. And, of course, our board that exists to support us and hold us accountable to driving results with kids. There's so many members of the community that, that, make our, that have built our success, and we owe it to them to work uh, incredibly hard every single day because with, you know, thousands and thousands of alumni at this point, we know that our mission contributes back to our community, and, and that's why we do what we do. And you do it so well, i got to tell you. It's, it's fabulous. Congre- congrats to you on everything you do, including winning our Equity Award. You deserve it. Thank you, <laughs> Nella. <laughs> you're a thank number you, one. Thank you, Larry. It was great. It was great. It was I love pleasure. the passion uh, that you're bringing to – sharing these issues of education and highlighting these individuals um, because at, at this time we all need hope uh, yeah, and we, we need to we, continue to inspire the fight. Well, you, all I can say is it's, it's you guys, not us, that make the difference. Okay? <laughs> we're just getting the message out there, and we're trying. So, thank Nella, have a good day. Have a great day in 70-degree Houston today. It's good. All right. You too, Larry. Thanks, pal. Bye-bye. Thank you, Nella. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. How inspiring, okay? And thank you, Amanda Holdsworth, for putting this together. And thank you, Ashley Fritz, for being here for 29 of the 36 minutes we've been together. All right, I'm Larry Jacobs. Please see everything we do over at ace-ed.org. And Nella is uh, is uh, honored in the issue of uh, equity and access. That's up on site right now. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.